from Messenger Theatre Company, we bring you The Dragon. Episode 7, Kayla and Dr. Andrea Hester. Do you know where they put the butter? I can never figure these buffet-type breakfasts out. Oh, thanks. So much butter. Hey, you mind if I join you? I was on a plane for way too long yesterday, so I worry I've lost my ability to string words together. I would love to try it on you if you don't mind being my test subject. Well, thank you. I appreciate the hospitality. Oh, I came in from Montana. It shouldn't technically be so long a flight, but with the connections and the layovers, well, you know how it is. Yeah, born and raised. I'm a big sky girl through and through. Oh, um, well, some folks got in touch with me to see if I couldn't help them out with a little project. Bought me a plane ticket and everything, and I've never been out here, so I said, what the heck? Do they come around with coffee, or do we get it ourselves? Got it. Can I refill you? It's my pleasure. You're nice enough to let me yammer at you first thing in the morning. I can refill your coffee cup. What's that? Oh, I'm not supposed to say. Apparently it's some big secret. <laughs> How'd you guess? Well, yeah, I guess you're right. Everything out here is dragon-related these days. How long have you been here? Wow, just a few days? You seem like a native to me. I guess I have a lot to learn. How do you like it? Yeah, it looked real pretty from the plane. And everyone I've met so far has been real nice. Well, no, truthfully. It's you, the hotel staff, and cab driver so far, but that's a good start. And I haven't been attacked by a dragon yet, so I'm doing great. What do you mean? Oh, right. They only go after men. Bunch of feminazi dragons, I guess. Do you recognize them from their hairy legs? <laughs> I'm joking. You know, I'm joking. I don't know anything about dragons. I We don't have them out in Montana. I don't know a single thing about them. Me? Real estate agent. Oh, well, it's not my real estate skills they're after. Well, I'm a survivalist. You don't? Well, we learn how to take care of ourselves out in the wild, just in case civilization comes crashing down or we just decide to retreat into the woods. We know how to survive, you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's no butter in the wild. I know how to get by without it, my friend. Well, animal fats can usually do the job, but I wouldn't necessarily put it on toast. Of course, there's no toast either, so that's fine. <laughs> oh, sure. Hunting, fishing, foraging, trapping, building, all sorts of stuff. You want a coat made of bearskin, I'm your girl. Yeah, I've taught loads of people. We run a little training camp in the summertime where we teach people stuff. Oh, you know, um how to skin a rabbit, how to build a lean-to, how to make a fire, just the basics, you know? 
Well, we tried a winter course once, but we didn't get that many signed up, and half of our students ended up in the hospital with frostbite, so we just stick to the summers now. I wouldn't put my life in any of those students' hands, no, sir. You know, the thing is, for liability reasons, we can't actually put them in the danger they need to be in to learn, so we just give them little tastes. Oh, sure, yeah. Never go to a city without a business card. Here you go. That's me, the associate director. You think you ever want to come out to the woods? You just let me know. You're right. Most survivalists are men. I'm one of the few. Makes me a rarity. Very special. Well, my daddy was a survivalist. He taught me everything he knew. Left me in the woods on my 11th birthday and expected me to find my way home. You bet. It took me two weeks, but yes, I did make it home. I was a little banged up and frostbitten, but I made it. Well, sure, but it made me tough. I wouldn't trade it. You know, they call me the Huntress at my office. My wilderness skills serve me well in the wilds of suburbia at times, too. I can be ruthless. Well, I don't know. Are you a mid-level real estate agent in Montana? Because those folks gotta watch out. <laughs> and bears, of course. I won't take any shit from a bear. I wear my skins. They almost never bother me. They're not looking to become part of my wardrobe. They know what's good for them. Well, I mean, I don't go bear hunting, really. I go out into the wild, and if a bear makes trouble for me, I take care of it. It's her or me. Yeah, mostly the male bears leave me alone. Look, I don't like to engage with mother bears, but they wouldn't hesitate to end me, so I do what I have to do. I'm not sentimental. Well, they've got aunties, haven't they? You think a baby bear wouldn't eat your face off given half a chance? <laughs> he would. That's probably not nice morning hotel chat. Told you I needed some practice. Well, a plane is very different than the woods. I could go without talking for weeks in the woods and it wouldn't matter. In one day, surrounded by people not talking on an airplane and I'm liable to lose my mind. Don't you? I mean, out in the woods, there's no one to talk to. If you want to talk, you talk to the trees, you talk to the rabbits, you talk to yourself. On an airplane, it's a whole lot of people not talking. The activity there is not talking. No one wants to talk on a plane. While it's quiet in the woods, I could actually talk all day if I wanted to. <laughs> and sometimes I do. Sorry, Chatterbox Kayla, they call me. Oh, sure. Or the Huntress. That's a good memory. You're right. <laughs> no? Oh, they seem consistent to me. The Chatterbox Huntress? Hmm. I'm not sure that would quite strike the fear into their hearts that I'd hoped for. <laughs> uh, do you have any nicknames? Or just a name? Oh. <laughs> nice to meet you, Brent. I won't call you Bent Brent. It's not the most descriptive nickname, is it? No, I'll work on it. I attract nicknames like a magnet, always have. Some people are just nicknameable, I think. You, not so much. I can see that. Oh, but I'm a pro. I'll find you a nickname, don't you worry. If nothing else, I can give you one of my cast-offs. I can pretty much bet you that I'll have a new nickname by the end of the day, and I will gift it to you. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You might not want it. That's true. I was known as Granny Panties to a select group of people at one point. <laughs> I can pretty much guarantee you don't want a nickname like that. <laughs> no, you just don't seem like the type, don't you think so, Granny Panties? 
<laughs> See, it would never stick. But I'm pretty sure that's not what I'll be coming back with later. Oh, these guys I'm meeting with, they seem like the sort who'll give me some kind of tough guy name so they feel okay about bringing in a girl. I'm pretty sure it's going to be something in the neighborhood of killer or bruiser, big K. <laughs> well, I've got a lot of practice with these types. I know how they roll. No, I don't know them personally. I, I know their dollar bills, my friend. I know they're George Washingtons, but even more important, I know they're multiple Benjamin Franklins. <laughs> you know those guys? Oh, oh, right. Oh, I should have worked out from the accent. You're not from here. Uh, Franklin's on our $100 bill. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. <laughs> oh, oh, God, is that the time? Oh, I gotta get to my meeting. Well, thank you, Brent, for being a great breakfast companion. Maybe I'll see you here tomorrow morning? Yeah, I'll give you my new nickname then. Let's have a look at you. Oh boy, you sliced up your eyebrow pretty good, huh? Wow. Well, you did a good job not breaking your nose, so if your eyebrow had to pay the price, it was the lesser of the evils. Now, what happened? Roller skating, huh? Wow. Well, you don't see a lot of roller skating injuries in here. How'd you manage it? No kidding. Tripped over your own skates. Wow. How's the other guy? Sorry, that's a joke. We see a lot of guys in here who love to tell us how much worse off the other guy is. She's alright then. In the waiting room, okay. But you shouldn't be too much longer. I'm going to stitch this up and you can be on your way. You'll just want to go get the stitches out with your regular doctor in about a week. You want to bring her in to hold your hand while I sew you up? Okay then. Let's get this taken care of. You're doing great, Brent. We're almost there. Good. Good. You're all set. Now, before I send you on your way, I have to acknowledge that I've noticed some minor burns and burnt hair, as well as some curious bruising. I recognize you may not be in a position to discuss it, but I do recognize the signs of dragon contact. No need to explain anything. I just want to make sure that you have the resources you need if you run into trouble. There are safe houses that are essentially dragon-proof. If you need help extracting yourself to get there, you need only say the word, and volunteers can escort you there right now. You're sure? Okay. I'm giving you a small flyer hidden in this packet about your stitches. The flyer will give you a number to call in case you need it. No problem, Brett. Please take good care of yourself. And just know that there are mechanisms in place to help you if you need it. We don't see a lot of dragon violence, no. Uh, the dragons don't often leave much behind, but there are occasional bystanders, sort of collateral damage, as it were. And there are a few, uh, I don't know what to call them, uh, maybe domestic situations? Friends of, followers of. We don't know if everyone is in a situation of their own free will, which is why we have to ask. Do you have a support network in place? We recommend putting the safe house in your phone under another name. 
Just anything you remember that won't strike someone as suspicious. A lot of my patients have gone with Gus for some reason. Why don't you just go ahead and put it in, just while we're here, you know? Gus will be so pleased you have his number. Now listen, take care. And stay off those skates for a while until you're healed up a bit. The Dragoning is produced by Messenger Theatre Company and written by Emily Rainbow Davis. The Dragoning theme is composed by Scott Ethier. Sound design by Matt Powell. This episode featured Nancy Negrant as Kayla and Sally Beaumont as Dr. Andrea Hester. Please like, review, and subscribe in your favorite podcast app, especially Apple. And to make sure there are future episodes to listen to, please support us via Ko-fi, GuideStar, or PayPal. Those links are in the show notes. Messenger Theatre Company is a not-for-profit organization, and we are entirely reliant on your support. This episode was created in the spring of 2020, in the middle of a pandemic, with contributors from around the world. Thank you in advance for making our next episode possible. Stay safe out there, everyone, and watch out for dragons. 